What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on local Dallas-Fort Worth creatives that inspire me and hopefully will inspire you. My guest today is Mike Thompson. Mike Thompson is really well-known, and uh, yeah, you're well-known. Yeah, don't be modest and humble, whatever. You're really, really well-known. Uh, is a photo stylist. And uh, he's here today to share uh, what is a photo stylist and how to create better photographs through styling. So, Mike, welcome. Thank you, sir. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Um, so, Mike, what is a photo stylist? A photo stylist is typically the person uh, in my world, it would be the liaison between the photographer and the client to create the vision, everything that you see on camera. If you are whether it's designing a set or uh, creating a background, um, styling the merchandise, if it's product shots or a room set, um, or pinning clothing onto a model. Okay, okay. Well, how'd you get into photo styling? I began by, I think, uh, being creative. If, Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. Being creative. You're a creative person. You typically are attracted to other creative types, and there was a, I had a client who was a, um, um, a TV director, a commercial, and he asked me if I would work on a, 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 a project with him, and I was very hesitant. I said, no, that's just not me. I don't understand camera. I'm more of live and of the moment with my background. And he said that uh, everything that he needed, he knew that I could do. And um, I basically was thrown into the, to the pool, uh, sink or swim. And um, it was a fantastic experience. And what I loved about it was the ability to cheat on camera and what I could do. I'd, I built a mid-century home set with a, a very faux modern staircase that on camera looked like a million bucks. And I loved it. Wow, that uh, sounds like you were good right from the get-go. I, I, amazing. I, I went in liking it. So. Amazing Mike Thompson here. Which, by the way, you are probably the best-dressed man in Dallas. Um, I seriously doubt that. No, no. This guy, you put things together like nobody else can. Um, just, yeah, you're very good at what you do. Thank you. Um, so you've been doing this for quite a while, right? I have. Um, I am um, an antiquity in the uh, the Dallas Styling Network. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Are you like the headmaster? <laughs> <No>. You're like. <laughs> no, just you old. This, that's your statue. Out no, front I'm just. Of the, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that was you. Right. I recognize the glasses. So. Right. I was the one that told Jesus to wear a caftan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I knew. I knew this was you. So. Uh, so you've been doing this a while, then. Yeah. Um, is there any like projects that stand out for you? Anything that you've been particularly very proud That's a great of? Great question. Something that you're proud of. I think when you uh, when you, I think when you uh, if something comes to mind, I'll certainly tell you. But but I think when you you do projects and you go back and look at them and you don't immediately say, oh, I would have changed that or I would move that or I would uh, if if it is pleasing to you uh, when you go back and look at something, that's that's a that's a win. It's the, when I go back and look at my own work and I go, oh, I would have, if I immediately think that, look at it objectively and, and want to move something or change something or think that's too dark or that's too bright or the color of that or the color of this and, 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 and I want to change it, then I'm like, ugh. But, but that's what keeps you going forward and like, 
of questioning your own work. Um, I rarely go back and say, oh, that's perfect. When I do, uh, I'm very pleased with myself. When I'm like, that is that still holds up, that still looks fresh. Actual projects, uh, I'm not sure. It, it's it, For me, it really comes down to like singular moments where something um, falls into place in, in, in a particular aspect of a shoot that I loved so much or I thought it was so... Uh, that I really enjoyed the execution of it or, or the way it turned out. Um, um, yeah, you know, you just, w- w- when when you start, I remember I was doing a shoot for O Magazine. Is that Oprah? Yes. That's cool. I love Oprah. Well, I didn't I meet her. I mean, it was a shot in, I mean, they shot it in Dallas, which they do come to Dallas and, and shoot things, but it was a story. I had a dress for the model and I was doing the sets and all the wardrobe. So it tends to make you a little busy because sometimes you have separate people. You have someone in charge of wardrobe and someone in charge of sets and props. But I was doing everything. And um, when someone says, oh, that dress will never fit the model. And I'm like, well, you haven't even seen it on the model yet. And I haven't pinned it. And, and, I, and I just very confidently said, well, I, I'm sure I can pin it on. And, and she was, of course, very thin, and I had a very, and a, a very, I probably had a, a zero two size model and a fourteen size dress. But it was the dress that I really wanted. I had other options, but I really wanted this particular one because I thought it worked. And by the time I put it on, she was the lady, you know, the art director was like, "Oh, yeah, that, that looks great." And so that's what that those are the things that that signal to me that um, um, that uh, I don't want to say this in a that gives you the confidence that like, yes, I can do this. And I kind of know what I'm doing. And it's nice when someone lets you have the freedom. I mean, the best jobs are when someone says, you know, I've hired you because I like what you do. And I know you can do this. Go do it. But you're always learning. I mean, there's always something to, there's always a new trick. There's always a new thing, I I think. I mean, there was, I was shooting a series of um, cocktails and beers. And I was very determined one time to figure out a different way to shoot uh, beer, uh, beer head. Um, some particular, some photographers want it to be a particular way, or, or clients, and and by the time you do it um, and pour it, and if you need a frozen glass mug, uh, whether you've done it with with uh, with fake glycerin drops on the outside, or you are you literally are there spritzing it to to give it that real look, which I do prefer. But it's but it's very very quick, and and it and it. Um, it dissipates quickly, so you have to you have to go in and do it fast. So there was this process that I created oh, that um, by different different aspects of it to get the one look, so that it would so it would be the, the right amount, the right time, and that it did last a, a little longer to give the photographer more time to shoot it. What's your process on you know styling a shoot? Um, I think every shoot's different. Everything because you're working with different people and different and different products. The it always depends on the size of the job and what you're awarded from the client. Uh, how many days are giving you to prop and prep uh, to the actual days of the shoot? Whether you have returns and um, clean up, um, uh, there can be an assistant. Sure, depending on the budget, and this would give you um, an assistant to help you shop and 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 source to to steaming and pressing and uh, having one shot, preparing one shot as you're working on one and getting ready for the next shot. Okay, would you, would you recommend assistance on bigger shoots? Well, what about interns? Um, the only thing with, problem with interns is sometimes 
they may be green. And if you have a, a, a shot where if, if they were to, if you have one product and it's messed up, if the, the label is torn, if the, the, they use the wrong product to clean the plastic and it's smudged or uh, tinted, uh, then, then you might be, you might be screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, what, what, what's a shoot like that to take, uh, time-wise? And then do you um, – I, I, uh, now and then when I'm doing some shoots, I'll create, like, storyboards or something like that. Do you do, you do any of that stuff? Do you- when a, and when a, a client is wanting to know what's, what, what you're preparing and what you're doing and giving them a sense of, or an idea of what it looks like. So – you, you you create storyboards and then you uh, you 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 implement them loosely based on some of the storyboards and then um, and you present them and then of course though they like it and then you start messing around so uh, and the messing around part is what I'm kind of curious about what what are some uh, essentials some of some things that you uh, particularly always like to carry on you um, or use on a shoot. Uh, what are some things that uh, for anybody that's wanting to get in photo styling uh, to 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 have on them, like you know, utensils or just some s- random silly object that is I don't know maybe it's for something else in the world, but you actually use it quite often. Well, the the um, you always need the products that that help you clean and maintain, um, but you always need those things that help keep your set clean, um, whether it's cloth gloves or, or, or polishing cloths, just things that, that maintain everything that might feel comfortable, um, whether it's a pair of tweezers or, I mean, some people use chopsticks. I mean, things to help you get into a set and help you maneuver and manipulate the, the things that, that you're working on. Uh, the, 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 the tools that you need to do a jewelry set may be completely different that you need to to work on uh, when you're styling, say, luxury handbags. It's it's just a different animal. The but um, the, the smaller the objects when you start getting into food, like I said, jewelry, um, and um, you're saying you're doing a watch story, uh, which I love shooting men's watches. Um, the your the tools that you need to 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 um, move things and and tiny little movements of of position and setting them without bumping them or especially when you think you have things on set that are that are placed and you and the photographer doesn't likes where it is and you don't want to move this is intense this is you know you know it does jewelry can be very stressful yeah yeah it reminds me of like the mission impossible scene you know where tom cruise comes down and he's like you know he's trying to plug in the password and then like a little bead of sweat comes down and he catches it barely. I've had an assistant dangle me over a set while I, while I move small diamonds. And, and I've heard the stories, uh, Mr. Fear Factor. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, that's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, so like tweezers and things like that, you would just need. It. Especially when you're shooting things so up close, like, like jewelry, and then your sets are so small and you can be completely, uh, uh, surrounded by cards and things to block and, and control light, and that you literally have a, a hairline space to maneuver in. It's, it, it gets a little crazy, and you can't touch or bump anything. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of lot of detail that goes on there. I mean, every wrinkle, uh, every movement that a professional like you makes it means something. Uh, most of the time, uh, sometimes you're just sometimes like... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful disasters or whatever they call them, uh, accidents. But um, so, was is there any like uh, you 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 touched on like tweezers and things like that? Um, do you have like a kit? Do you, do you recommend carrying a kit? You should have a tool chest. There's imaginary tool chest right behind you. Um, it's it's pink with black dots because I know that's those are your color patterns. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding, but um, and I'm I'm setting it here on the table, thump thump, and I'm opening up it, and then like, what's inside it? What does Mike Thompson have in this tool toolbox? It would be um, a plethora of of household objects, the things that you know, Q-tips, cotton balls, um, different tapes, uh, like you said, we said, talked about tweezers, um, um, spritz bottles. Um, um, things that would either enhance moisture or dry things. I'm painting uh, water on a surface to look, just to give it a gloss, um, to, um, if we're working on food, to uh, painting on uh, oil, on pepperoni, to... Um, is that how they get that shine on the pepperoni? They just put oil on the on the pepperoni. Do you ever forgot like like oh let's take five or like it's done and you're like you take almost take a bite of the pepperoni. You're like no, there's I can't eat that. I'll die. Well, it's not even that. I I remember one time I was on a shoot where when we were talking about assistants and interns that I was working on this luxury photo shoot and I was styling cheese and I was grating and, and, and making it carved so that it looked it was so tight and so close, carving it to make it look so perfectly done. And I had these crumbs at the base of it. And this, the stylist that, I mean, the assistant that I had with me just picked up right off the set and then started eating the crumbs what? of the cheese, thinking that I was, you know, going to throw them away, right? Oh, geez. The photographer was like, uh, is there a doctor like, on location? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I would forget too. Um, I, I mean, I've been on a few shoots myself, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks good," and I'm picking. I'm like, "No, that's a prop," or, or like, I spent eight hours, you know, getting that just right. Well, and you work on a food shoot, and let's say you're working on, you have a bowl of potato chips, so you go through bags and bags of potato chips, finding all the perfect potato chips, and those are put to the side, and they're called your heroes. And then, of course, you'll have some heroes. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then you have a you know assistant camera person or just a, a, a person working on the set that thinks that, oh, these potato chips are available and just, you know, starts grabbing them and eating them. And, and anybody that knows me, every chip is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite chip, by the way? My favorite chip? Yeah. Do you have a favorite chip? I'm probably a tortilla chip kind of guy. Tortilla chips? Oh, yeah, okay. What, what, what salsa or what do you, what do you like? Uh, I don't eat salsa, but, you know, salsa's good. What were you, what, 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 uh, queso? What, what's your... Uh, I just like tortilla chips. I like the crunchiness of a tortilla chip. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I like a little salsa. I like a little bit of... Good to know. I know, I'm uh, crazy like that. So how do you find inspiration for shoots? I think, um, I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, definitely, it comes from everywhere. And um, I, if, I, I think most people are easily inspired by things. They don't always utilize them. But nature certainly is a, a catalyst for a huge inspiration for me. And I, th I think the best way to... to create a an inventory in your mind of things that you want to work on is when you see something collect it um uh, make a note about it um so that when you're you're using things um and you're and you're needing inspiration 
uh, whether it's surfaces, um, items, props, um, textures, um, that you're, you're reaching back for them uh, to, to, to utilize them. Uh, the, uh, you, whether you're shooting on you know, a high-end expensive antique wood table or you've decided that you want to do a shot all on like craft or butch paper, butcher paper to, to create a scene, I think it's nice to have stories that, um, to be inspired by. You're not just shooting one thing, but to create. You know, if you're going to do a pie shot, maybe do three different pies. I don't know. And then I want pie now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's nice to have uh, just stories. Hungry, if, if if you're doing this for for work, people show that not only can you shoot a particular item, but you can tell a story with it, and you have more than one idea on that 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 stretches one different thing. Like if you're doing a cookie story, then you can show cookies in a different way, and 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 give different options to cookies. And cookies just not. You know, what is, it's not just a chocolate chip cookie. It's what's your version of a chocolate chip cookie. So you mentioned shopping at flea markets for items like the one you said you found. Flea to... markets, estate sales, thrift shops, salvage yards, great place, um, uh, lumber yards, where things where you can uh, see a texture, a color, a remnant of something that inspires you. And uh, like I said before, I, you know, a, lot of, a lot of inspiration comes from nature. And, but it's really just about um, whether it's something, a patina uh, or a, um, a, a marking or a coloration in something, the, the tiniest little detail that I, that I can certainly hold on to uh, that, um, that I want to use. I mean, I can have a table, but there's this one little corner that has these little you know, scratches or marks on that I think are so perfect and so beautiful that, 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 that I will always hover around. And those are the things that I always look for. Do you do research before you do every shoot or? At times, depending on the, the product, but sometimes it's something that you, you see in your mind of that's, that, that's what we're shooting and that's the, uh, you don't have to research it if there's something new and challenging how, like I said, talking about the beer heads earlier, that was certainly a lot of research that went into that to figure that out because I wanted a better way. Um, what, what was some of the research that you did on that? I'm just curious. It was really all, the research was trial and error. Okay, yeah, that, well, that absolutely makes sense. Um, but just, I'm kind of curious, to, again, I'm trying to get into that. Uh, if you're doing fake ice cream and you want it to last and be on set, then you might want, you would do research to figure out a good recipe and what really works and what you, um, the way it uh, scoops and the way okay, that okay. you can sort of like uh, take a torch and hit the ends of it to look like it's a little melted or if you want, if you're doing drips, if you're, you know, depending on how far you're going with it. What about uh, the conditions that you shoot in? Do you prefer natural lighting? Do you do you uh, like artificial lighting? Uh, I know, again, it's very custom. What uh, what do you prefer? What I, like both. I like both for different reasons. I like when uh, there's a, a big source of natural light that can be worked with, and then it's um, manipulated and controlled by um, with with some um, uh, equipment. Uh, so that you're not constantly moving because if you're just using solely natural light, of course, you know, the sun is moving and you are chasing it. And uh, every every five minutes you have something different. Delicate things require delicate lighting. Right. And what many people don't understand is that there's, like I said, there's many shots where they'll photograph something many, multiple times and then they combine all those different shots together to get the different sides and, and reflections and facets of, of a one piece of jewelry. 
It is very involved. So there's uh, you touched up on a lot of essentials, and you've touched up on uh, lighting and, and researching. Um, what about the marketing aspect or uh, building your portfolio? Uh, you mentioned earlier that word of mouth and um, and just your name got passed around. Referral system, it seems to be how a lot of professionals get work. What would what, be some advice that maybe you've thought of or maybe you uh, have done yourself for getting your name out there would you build a portfolio would you do a, a series on you know food or something and would you get in pictures would you promote it do you think that's essential or uh, how would you get how would for maybe for somebody that wanting to get into photo styling how would you tell them to kind of get their work out there and be seen you know that is such a tough um, arena for me uh, because I didn't grow up with social media. I think younger people coming up do a really good job of, of utilizing it to their advantage. Um, I certainly use Instagram, and I only put my work on Instagram. I don't um, load it up with personal things. But I think my best portfolio is lifestyle, and I think more, more putting myself out there, people wanting to hire me, knowing me, was really based on my lifestyle and, my, and the way I live my life. And some people may not like that. Some people may want a little piece of that. Maybe some people may want to, like, I've, like I said before, my, my favorite client is that client that says, you know what? I like what you do. I, I, I like what you bring. And that's what I want. Mike, I really want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. And I'm, everybody, I'm going to put his, uh, I'm going to put his links, uh, maybe the book, but your Instagram on there, and maybe some other stuff, whatever Mike's uh, wants to share. And I, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed having Mike on here as well. Till next time, this is Joseph. Stay creative.